everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host and DM, JC, here with these two nerds because we got the math right. <laughs> As you can see, one Tom M. Norm is missing this morning, so we will be revisiting the adventures of Snooker and Jan, and I have kind of a, we're experimenting with like Old Bear Rodeo and some new stuff this morning. Uh, as you can see, I have Norm's backdrops, which is much better now, <laughs> instead of my overlay and my quick grab a Two Nerds One Quest logo and throw it in the background. Uh, as I get better and better at this, hey, maybe next time we'll have music. <laughs> Something I realized I did not have today. Uh, these gentlemen sitting in front of me, that's oh, two ghost shirts in a row. Ryan Cooped out. How's that going, buddy? Jackpot's just prepping. Hey, let me know if you need me to sing a song or something, John. Ooh, that, that would be... <laughs> hey, hey, there we go. I should have had you singing pre-show. Okay, but I want you singing as Snooker. As Snooker. <laughs> that... Oh, I don't remember my Snooker voice, so we're going to make it up today. I think it was kind of Chris Farley-ish. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Correct. Gravelly and aggressive. All right. It's fluid. She was definitely a smoker, so that makes sense to me. That other man there sitting there is the legend, the lore master, the lazy dragon, one Jeff Jan Williams. Jan Werner, yeah. Jan Jan Vana. Jan. Sounds like a German soccer player. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my my inspiration. That you know, Furbolg from the north, kind of a, a Nordic, Icelandic kind of feel. Just so everyone knows, I did clear the um, showbot. So if you want to put titles in, please feel free to do so. I don't know how Tom does it. I don't have the stream itself up anywhere, so I have enough going on DMing. So I I, I won't be dropping titles in there. I may mention that would be a good show title. That's about what I'll do. <laughs> I'll get there, too, sooner or later. I don't know how he always has all Works. the windows open. Perfect. All right. So, Snooker and Yam were success. Oh, you you have a recap. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, yeah, I, Jeff yeah, watched I, it all last night. I should I should not, not oh, we, allow him to do a recap. <laughs> it was a two-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah, we we got back kind of late last night too. So by the time I got around to it, I think I, I think my uh, my show ended a little after twelve thirty. I think by the time I got to the end, and then I still had to write a limerick. So uh, so let's see how well I did here. Uh, so Snooker and Jan uh, got uh, a quest from the Belting Dragon in Neverwinter, uh, who's now uh, um, uh, led by Ellie. Uh, they went to the, the burial mound of Harold the Conqueror in a dead forest uh, to find treasure and, and seek out things. Uh, they found a door in a mound, and by opening the door, two flying swords. There was a statue with gems in its eyes, but they decided to save that for later. Uh, they found a, a stone ship that was covered in treasure, and one treasure box happened to be a mimic that they had to fight then. Uh, the next door had a sword on it. Inside, they had to fight four skeletons, but they did find the invisible sword, Wind Cutter, of uh, Harold the Conqueror. Uh, the next door had a skull and crossbones on it. They went in and found a throne room with the giant skeleton of Harold the Conqueror, they assumed, wearing a crown and, a, and carrying a book. The book was the uh, player's handbook, 
and uh, after taking the the items uh, and trying to leave, Harold uh, got up off of his throne and started chasing them with two ghosts, uh, which then they had to deal with that. Um, again, successful. They went to the last door in the um, in the uh, crypt. It was a wooden door. Uh, inside were two skeletons, a plaque, and then some items on a table. Uh, they took the items on the table. One of them was a skull that made them feel a little woozy. Uh, the, these skeletons did not come to life. They just kind of stood there. Uh, the, on the plaque, there was a code that uh, Snooker was able to reference the, the player's handbook to open a tunnel. Um, let's see. There was some treasure in that tunnel, some more treasure, and then it dipped into some liquid, which we found out was oil, and there was likely a flame trap waiting to uh, roast somebody. Um, but it turned out that it was just a tunnel that was a secret passage to the back of the throne room uh, to avoid some of the other uh, other things. Um, on the way out, they decided to take the eye gemstone eyes out of the statue, and after taking the first one out and getting sprayed with some kind of a gas that made Jan go berserk and attack Snooker for five rounds of hilarity and... Uh, basically using up every trick in the book that he had. Um, they decided to leave the one last gem in it and head back to the Belching Dragon to cash in their treasures. So uh, we find them, I think John said, a week later. After a couple weeks a week, later. Uh, in, in, enjoying, uh, enjoying the company in Neverwinter. And for your listening enjoyment, Snooker and Jan completed their first stint of the Belching Dragon's employment. So no matter what attacks, you can sit back and relax, as it's all for your viewing enjoyment. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Nice work. Uh, I forgot one pertinent detail of what I was doing. Um, I needed to find a location. Um, so it is just I got to pull up a map real quick. But yes, that was... Um, oh, come on, open the flipping map. Um, of course, it's not high def enough, this one. <laughs> I will be with you in a second. So you guys uh, actually ended up in... Um, back in the... Uh, after about a week or two of rolling through... Um, Neverwinter... Spending your wares, enjoying your time. I mean, pocketbook's getting a little, uh, little light again, and you think it may be time to uh, seek out more, more adventure. Uh, so, of course, what better place to go in Neverwinter than the Belching Dragon, your one-stop shop for all your adventuring needs, quests, gear, ale. So. <laughs> You find yourself back in there, uh, sitting at the counter, enjoying an ale, and Ellie says, "What can I do for you, gentlemen? You look like you're, you look like you're in need." We're looking for work. Oh, work. Oh, ha. Hmm. You know, I think I have just the thing for the two of you. It is a well with that last one. I, I got. I got. How do you feel about princesses? Pretentious bitches. 
Oh, maybe this might not go so well. <laughs> How do you feel about rescuing one for the king? <laughs> Sounds lucrative. Yeah, that that would be yes. He would like his daughter back. Uh, there was a dragon that captured a princess in a nearby. Um, actually, from it is the. Uh, yeah, and this is where I did not f- locations. <laughs> not location here. Uh, the the ruler of Helmshold. Uh, his daughter was taken into the Neverwinter Wood. His the last they heard by a dragon. Uh, she disappeared in the night. Some say they saw the the winged creature overhead. Everyone's assuming it was a dragon that took her, for she was gone the next day. Sounds perfect for us. Uh, There's rumor of a dragon's tower in the Neverwinter Wood. Um, Everyone calls it the dragon's tower. It's an old... used to be an old wizard's keep, but it is long since been scorched and burned black by dragon's fire. So it's not just a clever name. No, no, it is not. Uh, I can give you these. Um, And she (laughs) comes up from behind the bar. These were courtesy of the Master of the Helm's Hold, and it's two healing potions. Uh, for anyone that was willing to take on an adventure to go get his daughter, he would like a return as soon as possible. Um, so, does this sound like something you guys would enjoy doing? Or at least want to do for the profit? Sounds like a ransom. Sounds like the ransom for a princess is... Uh some good straight cash straight cash money you hear a dwarf say from the end of the bar <laughs> get your popcorn is that doc? ready is that doc is that doc we drank with him like three nights ago it was now <laughs> doc is in town visiting Ellie uh yeah. <laughs> he he holds his mug up and puts one back ale all flowing throughout his beard as he kind of wipes it off good luck gentlemen (laughs) alright Ellie by chance did anyone happen to uh, they thought it was a dragon would anyone have happened to see if there was a color to this dragon or do you think you said it was at night it was at night it was difficult at best to tell Okay. The good news is, is the tower is not very large, so we aren't talking anything ancient or adult. It's going to be a fairly young dragon, old enough to take away a maiden, but not so old that it's going to eat you in one felt swoop. That makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) So, well, what do you think, Jan? Let's get after it. That's it, the road, Jack. What time of day would you guys have been in the bar? That is the question. 
Are you early drinkers? <laughs> is this a late night thing and you're departing in the morning? Uh, probably was the night before we um, partied and realized uh, how much coin we had spent. So it was probably a, a late morning getting up and then figuring out what to do. So it's pro- I'm guessing it's probably early afternoon by this point. There, there was probably a... Um... That this is a this is a morning uh, hair of the dog that bit ya type beer yeah. <laughs> ale because last night at the end of the night you opened your coin purse and went ooh <laughs> that's, that's mm-hmm. just gonna get us through <laughs> uh, so yeah early afternoon you guys in this disembark embark <laughs> embark on your journey into the Neverwinter Wood. Um, you are familiar with the tower that they were talking about and realize it's about a six-hour hike into the Neverwinter Wood on the eastern side. Oh, excuse me. Make perception checks as you guys travel along the road. The, the day is glorious. It is beautiful. It is cool. It is a lot like yesterday, honestly. <laughs> Just a wonderful summer day. 75, light breeze, sun shining down through a couple of big, fluffy white clouds in the sky that occasionally swing past the sun. Well, that's a good sign. Natural 20 for 24. That does seem pretty good. 16. Even the 16 is really good. Um, You guys don't come across anything. As you are... Rolling on the trail, it, in fact, it's remarkably empty. As you're walking, it's an old game trail you're walking through in the Neverwinter Wood. It isn't a traveling trail by any means. Uh, there aren't a ton of people, but you would have at least expected to see a few animals on the way. Um, the closer you get, the quieter it gets. The couple of birds you did hear eventually, as you near the opening of the tower you hear something before you see it the silence is broken by the bickering of voices uh higher pitched broken common speaking voices um as you come around the side of the opening you're in the woods you can see there seems to be three creatures little humanoid like halfling sized creature just bickering and pointing at a door at the base of the tower uh, you kind of peek and you're staring at them and watching them and one is like in more armor has a helmet on that's kind of elongated in the front. The other two are very clearly kobolds sitting there with spears and staves. Uh, and they're... they're you, you open it. I can't open it. You can, I tried. I tried turning the knob and it's, it's locked. And I don't know how to unlock the knob. I'm knocking. It's locked. Just open the door. You hear a lower voice from that metal armor. And they're bickering back and forth. What would you like to do? <laughs> Snooker. Do you think we should let them uh, go in first? 
figure it out, get eaten? Or do you think that there's a chance they're going to save the princess and, and uh, cash in? Well, if they save the princess, we can always barter, trade, and steal. <laughs> they have to sleep at some point. That's true. Let's watch them for a little bit, see if they get in. The um, Sitting there at the... Uh, when when Snooker says they have to sleep at some point, you kind of look through the leaves and into the sky and notice that it's dusk. the The sun is setting. Um, it's getting much lower in the sky. Uh, they bicker, and one the armored one hits one of them over the top of the head, and he goes to the door. Um, and he is attempting to unlock the door. Uh. He's got a little piece of metal <laughs> that he's like shoved in the keyhole and he's wiggling around, wiggling around, and you see it snap and you bitches just you yeah, I'm no good at this. You try it. <laughs> the other one goes over to it. And he's like he reached in there and he's like, Well your damn thing is stuck in here now and His thing snaps off. Son of a monkey's uncle. Can you just break this thing? He looks at the armored one. <laughs> um, I will try. Uh, he <laughs> he runs back probably about 20 feet. Gets a good, good running start. Goes and puts his shoulder right into the door. Hits it solid. You hear all his armor like... <laughs> and then he kind of stumbles away from it. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hmm. We need After to. After that, might be a good time to introduce ourselves. Because uh, they're they're thrown off. What do you think, Snooker? Or we could just let them take a break and we take over. I think I could get in there. Yeah, considering neither of us have dark vision, we probably want to get inside before we need torches outside. So, do you approach them then, out of the woods? Are you just stepping out, or are you going to sneak up on them? Um, I think we'll just step out, right? Yeah. You want to? You want to flank them? I can step out. I'm I'm a big guy. They'll definitely stare at me. Are you sneaky? Yeah. Yeah, that makes you know, sense. You get all right. Attention and all. I'll give them, give them three minutes to go sneak around the side or somewhere, and then I'll I'll just step out. I am going to do this then, quick. Um, this is not something you guys will see, but the chat will. Um, so you are sneaking around the outside. You're going to go like over here then? Come in from this side. Make sense? Is that um, what you're trying I to think, do? So Snooker will be on the other side um, to kind of, like, flank them. Yeah. So Snooker basically went from over here to over here behind the bushes. Oh, wait, I and, moved the wrong uh, person. <laughs> yeah, just looking for Jan to uh, pop out first. So. Okay. Yeah. 
So let's see. This is. Let's move you back here. You went around. You're flanking. He's being the distraction. It's so like that. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Cool. That's so yeah. So. All right. So Snooker. So I'll. Uh, I'll start walking. Yep. You just come out. Yeah. Uh, do you well, say anything? Is the question. Yeah, I'll definitely get their attention because I want their attention focused this way. Well, hello there. And they instantly, their spears ready, pointing at you. Uh, the the one actually kind of had dropped his spear. And he's like, he's looking at you, but he's trying to pick up the spear at the same time and not succeeding very well. <laughs> then finally gets out. Yeah, are you? I'm, uh... <laughs> None, uh, I'm a non-threatening, almost seven-foot-tall, beefy furbolg. So, you know, I'm, I'm not doing anything to be threatening, but I'm huge compared to the little kobolds. You're big one. What does the big one what want? What are you guys up? What are you guys up to? Trying to find the dragon. Oh. Looking for some uh, fame and fortune? No, trying to save the dragon. Save the dragon? Yes, from the witch. Oh, is it? Oh, there's a witch. Yes. The witch took our dragon. Hmm. I'm, and I'm saying things exceptionally loud to make any cover noise for uh, if Snooker wants to position or sneak up or anything, too. So I'm repeating things loudly. Uh, oh, so the the witch took your dragon and brought him here? Yes. Yes, he did. Which witch, which witch is that? The witch. The witch that took the dragon. <laughs> So Snooker's getting the impression that these aren't necessarily adversaries as long as, you know, they're not after the princess. So Snooker's going to kind of walk out and say, well, perhaps we could help each other. What? what, what? <laughs> this guy, quick, uh, he quick takes up a position on the other side. They seem to be wanting to defend the guy in armor, if anything. Um, this one takes a step forward towards you. Ah, you are tricksy big ones. You are tricksy big ones. I don't know if I trust you. I know trust you. You're here to take the dragon from the witch. Even if you are my friend, you shouldn't trust me. But I'll tell you, I think we're on the same side here. I shouldn't trust friend. You're confusing, big one. Confusing, big one. Don't, Speak riddles. Don't that's, think obvi that, that's obviously the lesson here. Don't think too hard about it. Mm, I try not. I try not. You need a dragon. We need a princess. Um, we gotta get into this tower. I think I can get us in. You 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 fixed door? Yes. Well, the door's not broken. It's doing what it's supposed to be. It's a door. Uh, but it's not letting us in. 
Well, that's the Nob point should of turn. the talk. Nob should turn. <laughs> yeah, dummy. <laughs> they keep spear points. Are you moving? Are you going to move towards the door then? Yeah, I'm okay. gonna move towards the door and show them like my thieves' tools. Like I can make them like appear and disappear pretty dexterous with the thieves' tools. So. <laughs> they kind of look at each other. He may be able to get the door open. <laughs> He's one of them tricky big ones. By all means, try door. Try door. Man. If there were any more threatening, they're in a perfect speed of force formation right now. They, they're they they're backing away and letting you guys move towards the door to try and unlock the door. I'm just going to kind of stand where I where I was just to keep an eye on the situation. Okay. Uh, go ahead okay. and make a lock picking check, a thieves tools check. Um, let's let's use uh, for this, uh, let's use some D&D one rules. Um, so, are you proficient in Thieves' Tools? I don't know if this... Um, will... I am. Okay. I am proficient in Thieves' Tools. Um, are you proficient in Sleight of Hand? I am not proficient okay. in Sleight of Hand. Then it won't matter. If you happen to be proficient in both, you would have not only had your proficiency bonus, but you would have gained advantage on it. Uh, new D and D one rules that I kind of like that I'm gonna start implementing. Um, so in this instance, you have your proficiency bonus. So go ahead and make a roll. Uh, this is a bit more difficult because there's a bunch of crap stuck in there. As you're looking at what? the lock and thinking about it, is this a sleight of hand check? Yeah. With a proficiency bonus. Can I uh, can I tell if the armored one is also a kobold or if uh, it seems different? Make a perception check. Kind of looking around the creases of it, the armor and stuff to see what the the pattering patterning is under him. So it is going to be a twenty three all told after I add my proficiency. All right. And uh, 16 for perception. 16 for perception. As um, Snooker's in there and he's kind of digging around in it, and you, you were able to hook some of the tools that they had, the crap they crammed in there and hook it and pull it out, 23. Um, you get in there and there's a satisfying click. And at the moment that there's a click in that door, you, you realize unlocks. Um, yeah, and you're looking over the other one. And you notice in between, like, in the, there's chainmail in between the plates. But some of that chainmail is, like, ripped open, like, this might have been scavenged armor. And you can see scales, very familiar scales, much like the other kobolds. This, this is a just another larger kobold who's probably in charge. Cool. Ah, they got the door open. He kind of elbows his friend. Uh, they all three of them as a group advance on you, Snooker. Move, move, move. We find our dragon. Hold on, boys. We got to set some ground rules here. And then I look at Jan and, you know, come over here. They're short. I'll go... Almost threw myself in the garbage. 
I'll stand behind them and over the top and be like, <laughs> they get I think some... we should let them go. I think we should let them go first and kind of give a very exaggerated wink. Like, obviously there's going to be trouble. Yeah. Let us in. We find dragon. Let us in. We find dragon. Yeah. You can find that dragon. I tell you, if you find that princess, we need that princess alive. She's Otherwise, a witch. I'm gonna... She's not a princess. Otherwise, she's a witch. Shake your head. She's a witch. Not a princess, you, she's a witch. You think the princess is a witch and stole your dragon? Yes. Okay. We'll help you get your dragon. Okay. But again, leave the witch to us. Okay. Sounds good. Move. We go. Alright. Uh, Snooker steps out of the way. Uh, all three of them, without hesitation... Go running into the next room, and it is not maybe two seconds, and you hear a <laughs> as flame fills the room. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of screaming and no, if you look through the door, the one in the armor is trying to pull his helmet off and kind of dancing around and trying to get the hot armor off of him. The other two are laying on the ground completely, like, just on fire and not moving at this point. Okay, and there's this whiff of, like, charred um, meat comes <laughs> wafting out the door. Mm. Well, at least we know what color it is. <laughs> And we can tell if it's dragon fire or a trap? Um, no, probably not. No. <laughs> not from not from where you're standing. Although the one in the armor comes... He, you notice he's running towards the door. <laughs> Are you going to step aside and let him out? Or is he going to barrel into you? I mean, I'm not stepping in his way, so... Okay. <laughs> he comes running out. He's like... And he's like pulling his armor off and... Freaking witch trap! He kind of sits back on a stone that's right there. Hot. Watch out for tiles. What's going on in there? This trap. Click. Ooh. All right. Uh, All right. Keep an eye on the floor, then. Friends. <laughs> um. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, they weren't too smart anyway. You take care of which, then I go in after Dragon. Yes. <laughs> I'd be great hero. Come home with Dragon by myself. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> He stands up very regally. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, keep your eyes on the floor then. Yeah, I think um, so. As we uh, kind of inch our way into the doorway, um, try to identify. Like trying to find one of the tiles that might have been tripped. 
Go ahead. See if we can identify what makes it different than the other tiles. We'll go ahead and make an slowly. investigation check. You can make it an advantage because you realize one of them stepped on a tile. Not that you need it at this point with a 19. Um, yeah, 19 was a good one. 20 is better. 20 though. is better. So. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to find it. It's the, the lead kobold. Let's see. This guy, he went running out and he sat down out here. Uh, these two are dead. But this front guy, this tile right in front of him, right by the door there, is the in front of you is these um, two large stone doors. It's a double door that would swing inward um, into the next chamber. And you notice uh, they're cleverly hidden on the walls in amongst all the stones, but there are... Like, had you gone in and gone in carefully and looked, you probably would have seen the fire trap, realizing something would trigger this, but not whether it was a pressure plate or a tripwire or what. But the nozzles that filled the room with fire are are very clearly, especially because they're still kind of smoking a little bit, um, you can see clearly where they were. And you find this pressure plate that was the trigger for it. Hmm. See, kobolds aren't completely useless. <laughs> uh. I know you find a use for them. All right, let's keep going through. Slow, slow, Jan. Yeah, I'm going to watch where Snooker steps and kind of follow. Okay. Um, I'm certain your investigation is better than mine. You, like I said, before you, um, to your left is the one tile that is the pressure plate. Uh, it looks like it has reset, so stepping on it would be a bad idea. Uh, but before you are these two large stone doors. And you think you could actually probably open one of them without even having to worry about the pressure plate? Uh, you, what would you like to do? <laughs> I should say. I don't want to lead you. Sir. Is there anything else in in the room uh, besides decorative stonework? Uh, two dead kobolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's this room is pretty much just a fire trap. There is nothing. Snooki. Anything in this room that would have been in this room was burnt a long time ago. Look, you think them kobolds had any gold on them? You gonna look at the bodies? Yeah, I'll check the back one. Check the back one's body. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Seven. Seven. You do find a coin purse on him. Um, and it, it jingles pleasantly with, like, clinking metal. And you open it up, and it's it's just a little bunch of, like, tin scraps and bolts and <laughs> metal pieces that he's found. And he put in this thing to kind of represent money. You get the idea that he may have been trying to present himself as a richer kobold with a fat stack of cash. But he didn't. <laughs> it's just metal pieces inside of a pouch. Yeah, I'll just hang on to the pouch. You never know. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll leave all this stuff in it. 
you could actually, if you want to put a note on it, go ahead and throw uh, caltrops into your inventory. Because uh, this would definitely act like caltrops if you threw them over the floor. And then just put a note uh, like on it that's kobold junk or something like that. Want to so, check the other one? Yeah, I'll check the other one. Go ahead and make an investigation check. The spears that they were carrying are kind of all, like, charred, and, like, if you go to pick one of those up, they kind of fall. Like, they break. So you pick them wasting up. all my good rolls now, but this one's a 20, so 23. 20. Looking over this body, you, you do find a, a, a pouch, but... It's got like two two copper in it, but if you look at his boot, there in the fold of his boot, there's another pouch, and you find a small pouch that has six gold in it. That's hidden away. of this room. Straight, you see the two lines in the circle? Like, oh, oh, you know what I can do? Oh, here. Here, I can do this. Don't go left. Old Bear Rodeo. This is awesome. Right here. These doors. Oh. <laughs> I remember, I have a pointer. <laughs> so cool. Is the other kobold, is he staying outside? Yeah, he's just sitting outside. He's waiting for you guys to come take care of the witch, and then, he, then he'll go in after his dragon. I'm going to turn to Jan. I'm going to try these doors. Alright, watch out for more traps. So I'll check the door for traps. Alright, make an investigation check. As you are looking as you are looking over the door there is a roar that comes from the other side of the door like a roar and you hear like chains like heavy chains being pulled on as well um, there is no trap on the door in fact the door isn't even locked it will push open point the on and say this door is not even locked Alright. Uh, how, how dark is it in here? Um, in here you have some light coming through the door entrance. Uh, other than that, it's pretty dark. I don't know all if right. you got any light out at all, or you guys have dark vision. We, neither of us, I don't think, unless you've got some special warlock for bulks don't. So, um, I'll wait till we get, uh, to see if there's light on the other side of the door, but then I can um, I can produce light or produce flame in my hand as a torch. But we should probably light up a real torch at some point. Push the door open, Snooker. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna just slowly like creak it open and see number one to see if I can see any light in there, um, and number two to see if I can like get a glimpse of the dragon and its position. 
Um, pushing the door open, you see a skeleton. Kind of chittering around, kind of walking wobbly. and um, after, our, after our last adventure, we're professional skeleton exterminators. <laughs> you can have cards made up. <laughs> <laughs> skeleton Busters! In fact, that's probably the name of this group. Skeleton Busters. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you guys what you want to call yourselves. Snooker and Yan has a certain ring to it. Snooker and Yan, Skeleton Busters. <laughs> I love it. Is there, is there light coming from that side of the door at all? Or? Yeah, there is light. There, uh, looking in, you see that this room is lit with torches on the wall. And actually, Snooker, you can see a few of them hanging on the wall. Beyond the skeleton, there are some crates. Um, large crates in varying sizes similar to what you see. They Those are to scale. Well, John, now's a good time as any for a reminder. So my character is able to detect magic at will. Ah. So um, I'm going to activate that. Okay. Just, as a, just to make sure. Third, if I see 30 feet, magic. I think. Right, 30 feet? Correct. There is um, necromantic magic coming off that skeleton and uh, you do also pick up on a few more. So you pick up on four necromantically magicked skeletons. All kind of uh, th- think like clickers in The Last of Us, kind of stumbling around the room. <laughs> um, Alright, so I'm going to I'm going to turn to Jan and say, or maybe, and then, uh, you know, point like, maybe you go first. (laughs) All right. Let's see. So, uh, the... A large creature is like a 10 by 10, but can move through a five foot space. Is that how it works? Um, like it can move through a space one size smaller than it, like a hallway or a doorway or something. I believe, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. Depending right. on the creature, what type of creature are you looking at? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with this because the, uh, the moving 20 feet thing sounds fun. Uh, I'm going to, uh, this could be like snooker hold the door open on three and i'm going to start running across the room avoiding the uh pressure plate and make sure 10 15 okay so the one that the one that he could see first so when he pushes the door back yep i will mid uh, near the start of my run i will use my wild shape into a giant goat into a giant goat (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never been a giant goat before, so this will be fun. Uh, and I will, I will, I will make a, a charge. Uh, the goat's ability for, of charge against that the skeleton, the first skeleton on the left. Uh, as long as I move at least twenty feet straight towards the target and hit it with a ram attack, it takes extra bludgeoning damage. Okay. So, so you will actually, if you got to go twenty feet, so five. 10, 20. 
you'll you can run oh, through the door and cast it. You won't get an AO on on um you won't have an AO on the from this guy because you can run right through here yeah. at him. You'll change probably right about here. As yeah. you, as you switch. It has more uh it has more movement than me, so I'd probably want to change sooner. Uh, a little bit early, but okay, yeah. Okay, and then you're going to start your charge? Okay, uh, this will yeah, be the move that initiates move. combat, so go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, okay. Ooh. That's a good thing well, you initiated well, everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> it usually makes sense like that. All right, and we start. So um, let's take care of yours. Um, oh, can I label these somehow? I don't. Uh, you probably have to like name them. Yeah, I don't know if there's. Oh, hey, label. Ha! I can't. Um, you gotta use the right keyboard though. Oh, this is great. Ah, I love this. Oh, Bear Rodeo, you got some good shit going on here. I am digging this. Because uh, now you guys can see this and reference them as well. <laughs> as these. Ah, nice. Ah, ah, ah. All right. So you go charging in on A. Go ahead and make your uh, charge attack. All right. This is going to be interesting because i got to keep flipping. Oh, that might... Not be enough. Although it is just a skeleton. All right. So the roll is a six. The bonus is. It's one thing that. Uh, the. Uh, the bonus is a plus five to hit. So eleven. Eleven. You miss. Uh, as you come, coming up towards him. He, he's got a. Ah. Uh, uh, a short sword out and a, a shield, and he brings that shield up and just boink, off the shield. Uh, he turns around, whom this is the start of initiative, and swings his short sword at you, uh, trying to hit you in retaliation for the charge. Uh, seven, I'm yeah. assuming, does not hit you. <laughs> seven does not, but it only has an 11 uh, armor class. <sighs> seven does not hit you. So then. Um, this guy. Uh, oh, yeah, I do have my selector tool. Okay. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He's going to move to you because they have 30 feet of movement. And he's going to swing at you as well with a short sword. Sure. That one's an 18. Oh, yeah. And he thrusts the short sword at you for five points of damage, piercing damage. Sure. Sure. Um, C is actually going to shoot from where he is. He pulls a short bow off his back and shoots at you from where he is. Um, that's a seven. That misses. Um, and Ooh, nice. D is actually. I'm a giant goat. <laughs> I'm a goat. <laughs> He's gonna flank you up here. Um, get to D. And he's going to swing his short sword at you. And that is a 10. Which does not hit. Oh, just, just missed. Uh, Snooker, you see your buddy go charging in there, turn into a goat, 
run into the shield of the skeleton and then is swarmed. And you saw an arrow come from somewhere <laughs> off to your right. Alright, perfect. Well, I'm gonna go up um let's see. Alright, I can't make it to the to the ranged guy, so I'm gonna stop right here. Okay. And I'm gonna swing at the skeleton's back. Excellent. With my scimitar. Rolling good today. Twenty-four to hit. Nice. Nice. Um Oh, that's interesting. Yes, twenty-four hits. Nine damage on that? Nine damage, yeah. He does not look like he's doing so hot after that. <laughs> and then, uh, I think, so two weapon fighting. Yep. You were hitting with a scimitar and a dagger in the last show. Yep. Yep. So that would be 18 to hit. 18 definitely hits. Just a little bit of ooh, four damage. Four damage. How does this one die? That is just enough to off him. Nice. Oh, I get it right at the base of the neck, and I pop his head clean off. <laughs> the head kind of pops off and rolls on the ground, and it just goes whoosh. <laughs> there's like dust and stuff that kind of splatters. It's the they're not splatters, but whooshes out as the pile of bones falls in front of you. Um. Actually, you know what I can do? I can take him and throw him in the garbage now. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, and I will I will clean up the dead kobolds as well. We know they're there. Uh, uh, that was your action, bonus action movement. And so that moves us on to Jan. All right. I know it's not the most tactical of maneuvers, <clears throat> but I'm going to turn and go uh, after the wall. Uh, the range one? Uh, yeah. You're so, going to get two AOs on you. Yeah. Uh, first one is a 17. Yeah. Uh, for four piercing damage. The second okay. one is a 11. Just got you. <laughs> Just got me. For three piercing damage. They aren't rolling very well on their damage. That's good. I was banking on that a little bit. So I will now... So this is this plus five. Grab me just get you in that square. Okay. Um, the square either. Uh, so nine plus five is 14 to hit? 14 absolutely hits. Nice. Uh, all right, good. So if I hit, then I get... I get clear this. Okay, so it's 2d4 plus 3, and with the charge, is also an extra 2d4. Cool, <laughs> so it's 4d4. Alright. I think your microphone might have just switched, Jeff, to... Yep. Okay. It's fine. So, you sound good, so. Okay. 13 plus 3 is 16 damage with the uh, ram attack. How does that guy die? 16 is plenty. Uh, 
That in my favorite way to, to destroy things is bone explosion. Go right, just right through the chest. Don't even stop. Bone explosion. That's the team name. It's bone explosion. <laughs> Show title: Bone Explosion Part Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go charging yeah. at this guy. You get a couple of slashes on you as you leave the bright crimson blood bleeding on your white fur as you go charging away and right into this guy and just bones against the back wall and the stairs there. Um, he goes two pieces. Yeah, I'll just turn around facing the other ones and uh, and I'll wait there. Alright. Uh, that moves us back to them. Um, a is going to... He is just going to make a straight move towards his new target, uh, Snooker, and he is going to swing with his short sword. That is an 11. Does not hit. Does not hit. Um, oh, yeah, I can, I can see your AC. <laughs> it's, it's by Mage Armor. Yes. There's a shine of um, the resistance on it. The other one is going to walk up to the goat. Hey, goat. <laughs> hey, goat. Put up your dukes. <laughs> He's going to swing his short sword at. I got no dukes. <laughs> 17 hit. <laughs> yeah. 17 does hit. Oh, here's a good one. Seven points of piercing damage. That's on me, not on you. That's on me. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, so yeah, that one moved across. They only get one attack. How many I should How many be, points? I should have my eyes Seven. <laughs> Seven. That's exactly... How many goat points I had left? So the so goat I goes pop back into furball. Yeah. Poof! And suddenly becomes very tall. Oh, you button hooked me right back there. <laughs> Perfect. The button hook. Uh, then let's see. That is him. Uh, Snucker. I, I I just want to let you know that I absolutely show title already yeah so, like, before it came up <laughs> alright cool <laughs> alright um, it was my go yep it is your go snooker you have one guy All standing right. in front of you just swung a sword at you unsuccessfully yeah I'm just going to uh, hack his brain or hack his head off so scimitar attack again alright not good. Ten to hit. Ten just misses. Oh, not just misses. They they have a bit more AC than that. This is disappointingly. Yeah. And then uh, I am going to just swing with the dagger. Swing with um, the dagger. Okay. To, to get man, and it is a one. It, so ooh. Six. Um, that was a nat one. You said. Yeah, it was. Uh, you stick your dagger in there. And you actually get in between the rib cage of it, and when you go to pull your hand out, I need you to make a strength check to try and pull your dagger back out. It's getting stuck in the rib cage. The strength check. Yeah. <laughs> well, sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, you you pull through, and one of the ribs on him actually just snaps. <laughs> he just kind of looks down, and he looks at you. Um, it's actually going to. Do a point of damage to him, because it's damn near the highest strength that I can. Have. <laughs> uh, 
you want to use your movement at all, or are you good? No, I mean, I'm good. Uh, I really want to stay engaged with this guy, so... Sounds good. I'm not sure he wants to be married, but we'll move on to Jan. Fair. <laughs> Jan, you are yourself again. Uh, I'm myself again. You, yourself, and, and I. Uh, I've got... Pull out my club and... Uh, Bonus action shillelagh to light it up so I can so it'll be a magical attack. And I will swing it uh baseball style. And this is bludgeoning damage, huh? A club? Uh a club would be bludgeoning damage. Uh twenty three to hit. Yep, that hits. And since it's shillelagh, it's a D eight plus four. So four plus four is eight. How does this one die? Because it is vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. It seems to do a lot of oh, damage nice. to him. <laughs> All right. I, I'll swing through just under the rib cage, catching the, uh, the the backbone and just sever it. And then the top kind of clatters down. Nice. Very nice. That guy is gone. Uh, grab him and put him in the trash. Then uh, I will just move up in support perfect that's it uh your sudden motion towards him uh surprises him and he turns and swings at you with his sword uh for a 16 that hits um for three piercing <laughs> they have they have rolled they it's a d6 for their damage they have rolled on the top half of the dice once <laughs> for damage <laughs> and it was the the seven points at that one point yeah uh he does not move he's raises his shield and he's ready to stand his ground snooker um snooker is going to let me see here I think I'm gonna try to is he taking any damage? Yeah. One point from when you pulled your dagger out yeah, of him. Perfect. I'm going to toll the dead on him. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, nice. So he needs a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw from our skeleton friend here. Hey, wisdom is not a good thing for him. Nine. Not good enough. So he'll take 1d12. Ooh, 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 ooh. What, uh, what kind of damage? Is it necrotic? It is, in fact, necrotic, if that matters. It does not. I don't know. Didn't think about it. But... Oh, come on. One. One. Death of a thousand cuts. <laughs> I mean, like, the funny thing is, is if you've been paying attention, they have 13 hit points. Um,. He had taken one point, so had you rolled in the 12, <laughs> he would have gone away, but nope, it's a one. <laughs> uh, I can only uh, bonus action attack if I use an action, right? Yes. Correct. Yep. Okay. So that is my turn. Uh, Snooker swears all out. Ah, shit. <laughs> and then, uh, 
reminds me of uh, freaking Gallagher. That pisses me off. That should have gone way the hell out there and throws the bucket of water on the audience. <laughs> this so dramatic. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. Ayan, I guess you get it. Like it was a competition. Well, if I hit. That's true. Yeah, if I hit it. Go ahead. Right, uh, we are on Yan. Swinging that club again. Oh yeah. Which, as long as it hits, it's oh no. You can find oh, me no. in the club. Twelve. Just misses. Twelve Just misses. They have a thirteen AC. Thirteen hit points. Thirteen All AC. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything real exciting to do, so that's it. All right, so that moves us back to him. He is been poked at. He's he, he's like indecisive. He's going back after Snooker because he's the last guy to hit him. Um. That is a 21 to hit. I know that hits. That's four points of piercing damage as he stabs his short sword at you. Uh, still, he got his shield up. He's not relenting. He is not running. He is not going anywhere. Snooker, we move that back to you then. All right. Well, um, I'm going to try to hit with the scimitar then again just to, just to try to... Do more damage, I guess. Okay. So, 19 to hit. 19 does hit. And so this should be good. 8 damage. 8 damages. That is fantastic. And um, I'm attack with the dagger. Oh yeah. Bring the, bring, bring the heat. And 8. 8 does not hit. You don't get it stuck in his ribcage this time. Think off the off the bone. Yep. And then uh, yeah, my turn's over. Moves us back to Jan. Yeah. Always distracted. Um. Yeah. Shit moving along quickly. Stay there. Stay there. Yes. All right. That's uh twenty-two to hit. Oh yeah. And I'm coming straight down with seven points of bludgeoning damage. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. How does this guy die? Yeah, straight. Straight, straight stri- down. Straight into the ground. Drive the skull into the floor. And you actually, you take it in the skull. You, When you hit the skull, it actually concaves the skull, and the skull drives down right through the entire body. And when you hit the ground, the skull and everything just away into pieces. We are out of initiative. Nice. <laughs> Hashtag bone explosion. Cool, and uh, that was nice. Minimal, minimal resource battle. Yeah. I used a wild shape, and you used. Uh, oh no, that's a cantrip, right? Yeah. So you took four. You took four. I took three, and the and the goat took the rest of it. So yes. Well, so here's the unique thing about my character for those uh, at home. Um, when my Warlock reduces a creature's uh, hit points to zero, which I did once in this battle. I gained seven temporary hit points. Oh, so nice. Effectively, when I got hit, it just took off of those temporary. So, hit so, so you're still full strength. You're still, still more than full. Excellent. Nice. Um, at that moment, you hear a roar again. 
uh, and pulling on chains like the large heavy chains seems to be coming from below you mm. there is um, room we see some stairs. You see the stairs to the right. Um, there are the crates to the left piled up in the corner. Uh, you are getting a magic um, uh, sense. sense out of one of the crates. Um, I need to find... Here we go. Well, I'm gonna tell Jan. Ah, before we, before we leave, we gotta check out those boxes. Something might be in there. I feel it. Cool. I'll leave that open. That's perfect. All right. All right. I'll go over and start uh, checking. These I remind out. Jan to tread carefully because of the potential for traps. You walk right. over there without any issue. There are no traps. <laughs> There's a sudden panic moment when you realize, oh shit, I might have stepped on something. But then you breathe a sigh of relief, realizing you're over there without triggering anything. Yeah, I figured if the skeletons are wobbling around in here, they probably there probably can't be too many traps. But you never know. Uh, you don't waste a lot of time with the other crates. The uh, Snooker's got a very good idea which crate is emanating a magical presence. Uh, you go in that crate and you start pulling, you pull the lid off of it, and you're tossing through all the hay and stuff. Uh, because it's your detect magic spell, Snooker, why don't you go ahead and roll D100 for me? Sixty. Sixty. Um, digging around in there, you're digging, you're kind of tossing stuff, and this is ironic. <laughs> you reach up and you pull out a bag, a leather, like backpack-looking bag that is shining magically. <laughs> well, uh... what is it? What is it there, Snooker? What'd you What'd you find? I probably have seen it before. Uh, if you've seen a bag of holding, yes. Yes, you have seen one before. So I imagine uh, I've seen... It's a legendary bag of holding. Should have had... Should have had uh, something inside there, but it, it looks empty. Dude, do you dump, I, it, out? Do you never, dump it out? <laughs> yeah. I've never I mean, actually I'm seen one. Fish around in there. <laughs> you turn and you... You dump it out. Um, you're reaching around in there. You're thinking about stuff to try and grab, and you can't think of anything. But you grab the bag of holding, and you dump it out. And as you tip it over, copper just comes pouring out. Um, you had thought of gold. You thought of silver. But the entire contents of what a bag of holding could hold in copper. I'll, I'll leave Jeff to do the math on what that is, but it is copper pieces. And a lot of them. <laughs> Dump out it. They keep dumping out. You get to the end and a couple are falling out and they shake a few more out of there. And Snooker goes, oops. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, this is like, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm reminded of a scene from How I Met Your Mother where they're at an art gallery and he pulls out like a bag of Skittles or something or M&M's and they, the bag rips and they're falling out of his pocket and everybody's completely silent and it's like, ting, 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 ting. Then the whole thing goes. and Yep. That's exactly yeah, um, what this is. And it you guys realize as as those last couple of coins go, that just made a lot of noise. Yeah, um, 500 pounds, uh, assuming that it's not a space issue, it's a weight issue. Yeah. Uh, 500 pounds times 50 coins a pound is 25,000 coins, if my math is right. So uh, 25,000 copper pieces just fell on the ground. So that's 2,500 gold? <laughs> uh, 250 gold. Oh, 250. Oh, yeah. Sil- yep. Silver silver and then back up but um yes, i think right. the noise is probably the bigger issue here. yeah we'll and if you back for the copper later i don't think that anybody's gonna be picking those up one of uh make a perception check as you dump this me uh both of you i imagine i'm perceiving a lot of coins at the ground yeah 12. oh yeah i couldn't hear anything Perception Six. check? Six? Okay. Uh, Snooker, as, as you're perceiving all the coins hitting the ground, one hits the ground and kind of pops up on his edge and goes rolling between two of the crates and then falls into the floor. There seems to be a gap in the floor under the crates. Um, Alright, I'm going to ask Jan to move the crates because my Great. strength is not so good. Great idea. That moves the map. <laughs> so you start moving the moving the crates, and it reveals there's a trap door under the crates with a with a like ringed handle. Okay, so the stairs that we see is that going up? Yep, the stairs go that? up, and then you have a trap door <laughs> below the crates that goes down. Okay, and the noise we've, we're hearing is down. Correct. Mm. And the stairs be, lead up? Yes. I'd be tempted to see what's upstairs first so that we don't have stuff sneaking up behind us. We're looking for the princess, who is less likely to be in the basement than the top of the tower, but the top Pot. of the tower was damaged, right? It's dark. It isn't, like, broken. Like, it's, like, fire-scarred. Mm but not like the roof was all made out of stone and everything. So the tower stands full and complete. I mean, princesses are, are usually in the top of a tower, right? Yeah. If they want mm. to be saved, if they're working on some evil spells, right. concoctions, they're usually in the basement in their secret lab. So the question is, is it a normal, regular princess? Is it a witch or are there, is it two people? Well, they're all, everybody's shades of gray. So, um, let's head upstairs. What do you think? You're, uh, you're the brains of the operation by a couple points. Let's head upstairs and take a peek fast before right. we have to battle some dragon pissed off because they're stuck to the wall. This is what I love about this. I was goofing around with this and learning how to use it. And I was like, oh, this is actually bloody brilliant. So you guys are coming up the stairs. 
And this is what I've wanted in a... Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Someone grabbed their character. Um, I had wanted a tool where I could just draw like this. It's like, uh, how hard is it to just draw? And allow me to draw something here. So this is a desk over here with a um, little chair in front of it. And then this is a bed. Sitting here on the back wall with a couple of little uh, pillows on it. And is there a sleeping in the bed? No, sitting at the desk is a dark-haired woman in a long purple robe. Um, she seems to be writing in a book. Without looking up from the book... Uh, here, let me go like this. Without looking up from the book, she says, what are you doing in my tower? Oh, you must be very perceptive because we were very quiet. I am quite perceptive. I know. He says after dropping 25,000 copper coins on the floor below. I know the kobolds died to the fire trap. I know you've defeated my skeletons. Why are you in my tower? Uh, a few days ago, a princess was taken from her room. You wouldn't know nothing about that, would you? I assume my father sent you. Hmm. Why'd you leave, princess? The life of a princess must be all cushy. It's all cushy, but for a woman in this realm, there is no power. You are boring me. One last time, why are you in my tower? Uh, Snickers telling the truth. We, uh, we were hired to save the princess, uh, which... Uh, seems to, uh, situation seems to have changed a bit. There is no princess here, just a queen, and she turns and fires a firebolt at Snooker. And I'll need you guys to roll initiative. Um, <laughs> so the firebolt is, let's see, that's going, it is a, it is an attack roll. Um, so she has to. Let's let's get this set up so I can do this. All right. Uh, so she fires the firebolt. Arranged spell attack. What is her spell? Uh, ninth zero. Oh, here it is. There it is. So does a twenty-two hit you? Yeah. See, it's a one d ten as the fire. Bolt hits you for five points of fire damage. And then Snooker, you are first. Her, and then Jan. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, Snooker is going to... Head across the room that way. 
and then I am going to lob a spell and I just need to read something really quickly here weapon attack don't expect her to make a weapon attack so I will I will do Oh, that's not going to hit her either. Um, I'm going to do my mirror image spell. Ooh. And so then three illusory duplicates of myself appear in my space. Awesome. And the duplicates move with me. Yes, so they do. Anytime a creature attacks me. Um, you got to roll to... I roll. They roll a d20 to see if they hit. You roll the so. d20 to see if they hit. Makes um, sense. I'm familiar with the spell Rick's using it in my other campaign right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's three snookers. Should be four. You and three others. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. There's three additional So, so there, there's a 25% chance that basically you roll a d20, and if it's 16 or above, they hit you otherwise. And then go when one's gone, it's, yeah. Just do that math. All right. So you do that and you move there. Um, yeah, and then I, I do yell at the end. <laughs> Princess, you better be sure what you're doing here. <laughs> I, I love all the snookers on the map. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't bring the map. Yeah, let me make the map bigger again for everyone to see on the stream because you don't need to see my ugly mug. Um, all right. So then the... Uh, the princess slash witch um, is going to magic missile uh, at actually at you because <laughs> that's um, uh, for three glowing darts of magical force that don't miss so uh, smart. Roll, roll to find out if it's if you're actually hit with one of these, or if she removes all of your. Um, so just roll a d twenty. If you're sixteen to twenty, she will connect with you as well. Uh, if you, if it's less than fifteen or less, she hits all three of your clones. Four. Four. All right. So she hits all three of them. So the magic missile is poo poo poo, and just as quick as they popped up, they all went away. Smart. Uh, you can leave now, she says. <laughs> and then we move to Jan. <laughs> All right. Uh, Actually, hang on, hang, on, hang on one second. She's going to move. Sure. She's going to move her butt sure. over into the kind of corner here and get equal spacing from you guys as much as possible. Good. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, Jan is going to use one of his new toys uh, because he's not entirely certain how it works, and he's going to toss the bead of force uh, into basically the space where she is. All right, cool. So she needs to make, uh, explodes on impact, each creature within a 10-foot radius of where the bead landed must succeed on a DC-15 dexterity saving throw. Ooh, seven. It was Seven. almost a 16. 
Okay, this is going to get really interesting. Uh, a sphere of transparent force. Oh, uh, okay, 5d4 force damage. Okay. One, two, three, four. So. Pink fuzzy d4s. Nice. Use d4s. Oh, that's a. Yawn. That's different. 15 on 5d4? Uh, yeah, 15. 3, 4, 2, 4, 2. Nice. Uh, okay, so 15 damage, uh, and then a sphere of transparent force, then encloses the area for one minute. Any creature that failed to save and is in completely within the area is trapped inside the sphere. Uh, creatures that succeeded are partly in, are pushed away until they're no longer inside. Only breathable air can pass through the sphere. All no attack or other effect can. So for one minute, uh, and then they can push the sphere, moving their walking speed, but the sphere only weighs one pound regardless of the creature inside. So you guys, so, so you guys can't get in. She can't get out. She has air, um, but yeah. both both her and you guys can move the sphere. Yeah, she can push against the side of it, and we can basically pick it up because it only weighs a pound with her uh. in it. That's interesting. Huh. How big is it? It's t- uh, ten, ten foot. Ten foot sphere. Uh, ten foot radius. Hmm. Which, if it would have been up against the wall, it'd probably roll out a little bit. Okay. All right. So she is stuck in this ball, uh, Snooker. It is well, Snooker's gonna, she's gonna, gonna talk the whole time. Princess, I don't know why you gotta make us do this, but I'm headed over to her desk, and I'm gonna like read her journal. Read what she was writing. Yep. Uh, she has several. Oops. <laughs> you make a pink circle. I think I make. Oh, I can't grab it now. Uh, make make sure you're on the hand tool. I don't know how you made a circle. That's yeah. Nice. Um, actually, if I, I grab it, I'm grabbing the background, so I might have to. Hang on a second. I might be able to get rid of it. Uh, let's see if I do this and that. Yep, there we go. Um, All right. Let me let me draw it where it's supposed to be. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're putting the sphere on there. That works. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Close enough. Um, actually, it would be a little smaller. Here, let me do this. Let me see if I can draw it for you. Although my, my, uh, here we go. Let's make, make it color and then let's make it fill and go, it should. Oops. This is a fun little toy. Um, now I should be able to hand tool oh no that moves the map yeah it won't I don't think it'll move with her uh, that's, yeah. that's you gotta, you gotta... oh well it's fun we'll experiment some more with it I mean this tool is very very cool so she's in a ball of force right now we can move the ball of force if she moves uh, looking at her journal you realize she was, it, this is like a spell book um, she was writing arcane symbols within the book um 
she eyes you like threateningly as you approach the book but she doesn't say anything all right well um i'll wait till next turn well so we've got reading you we have a minute here so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna back out of initiative. She realizes what she's in right now. Okay. Well, I'm gonna pick up this book, and I'm gonna place it into the bag of holding. She looks at you and she says, "What do you want? Why are you in my tower? You want the dragon? Is that what it is? Uh, Why are you bothering if I'm being me? Being perfectly, being perfectly honest, we came here to help you, thinking you were in trouble. Uh, it seems like you're not." trouble i'm not in trouble i would like to be left alone you know what you know what you could do you know what you could do they told you i was captured by the dragon right is that what they said i captured the dragon that is my dragon it is going to be my dragon here she kind of reaches and she pulls a ring off her finger and she extends it to the edge of the thing and she goes i can't give this to you for a little bit yet, mm. but take this. This is my family signet. Tell my father I'm dead. Feel free to keep anything you've found in the tower. Go. Can we, uh. But tell my father I, like I am plan. dead. Never look for me again. No, don't say never look for me again. Just I tell him I'm dead. <laughs> never look for me again would imply uh. I'm still alive. Uh, I think if I think this will work if we bring back uh, proof that the dragon is dead. Can we get like a tooth or a horn that would? Um... Yes, we need to go downstairs though. Want to dismiss your bubble here? Oh, push the bubble down the stairs. I uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know if it'll fit. So we, we might have to wait for the bubble to go away. You, but the bubble I, would fit down the staircase. Do you want to push the bubble down the staircase? She may be a little mad at you at that point. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the physics of the inside of the bubble are when it's bouncing down the stairs. <laughs> it's like playing a fucking super monkey ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's only a minute. I think I think we'll wait and let her. Yeah, keep her dignity. At, at this point in the conversation, it's keep... yeah, a few seconds left, and then the thing just goes pop, and she goes here. He's probably not going to let you keep that spell book. May I have my spell book back? Well, I, I tell you what, Snook, I will Snooker give you out of the Snooker pulls it out of the bag of holding, but then she needs to say, "I will give you a horn." From the dragon in exchange for my spellbook. It's the proof that the, you defeated the dragon, that I was dead. My father will leave me alone. You'll get your reward. Everyone will be happy. Make sense? The only thing that Snooker will say is, it, the minute that I hear that you're still alive, we might be coming back, princess. Because... Your dad's not going to let this lie. So you better keep hitting. She smiles and goes, I look forward to your return. Let's go. And she starts walking down the stairs. All 
She gets down down the stairs, and as you guys come down the stairs, she is picking up the crates with magic and sliding them off to the side, fully revealing the trap door. And she reaches over and she yanks it up, and there is a staircase leading down into a cellar. The dragon is raging. It's it's a young dragon um, that is raging against these thick, heavy chains that are bound around its wings and its neck and its ankles, holding it in place. And she walks up to it and just at the edge of the chains, it's raging, it's roaring at her, and she just puts a hand out and it immediately subdues and lays down like like a like a dog that has been well trained. She steps over to it and she reaches. It's got like these three protruding horns. And she grabs the one out of the middle, and you see right at the base of it, it heats up, and the dragon flinches, but doesn't. It's like it's being held in place with a hold beast or hold person, hold dragon <laughs> spell. And that heats up and kind of burns, and you see it kind of burning away, and she pulls it straight out. My book. Yeah, she'll she'll get her book back. Get out of my tower. <laughs> and she starts walking up the stairs. Um. Oh, here. should we? Uh, Do you guys follow her up or? Yeah. Yeah. When you get up, uh, up onto the top level. She says, here, and she kind of swirls her hand around, and it picks up the whole pile of copper, and she says, open the bag. Ooh, open the bag, nice. sure. And she swirls that all in a little spiraling tunnel into the bag of holding. There you go. Door's right there. And she walks up the stairs. Nice. Right. Do you uh, do you have a, a, a name that, uh, may, if we wanted to spread rumors of... Of a witch in these woods to for to keep travelers away, Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> You're all alone hey. in your tower. You got the dragon roaring, and it seems like forever that you've been gone. <laughs> so I had to write all this right. song. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> I think. I think uh, I think our best bet is to go with this story, and uh, we may need to take out the kobold outside. You guys step As outside. You guys head outside. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You step outside, and the kobold's nowhere to be found. Okay. You do see tracks leading off into the woods that eventually disappear. Well, I think we know yeah. that the kobold has no chance against the castle witch Delilah. Mm-hmm. The castle witch Delilah. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, I think there's there's no chance of that. And we have some value. We've got the signet. So I think we're good. Yeah, this was a, an interesting experience all around. Profitable uh, adventure. I don't, you know, it's it's getting dark out. It's probably dark by now, but I don't think I want to camp too close to the tower in case she changes her mind. So uh, I'm going to use two 
um, two second level spells and cast dark vision on each of us. Okay. So we can walk through the night to get to get back. Excellent. You walk through the night. You show up at the lazy dragon or the belching dragon. <laughs> the lazy dragon. The belching <laughs> dragon, exhausted, worn, um, but feeling victorious. You explain the situation to Eliana and uh, that the, the princess was dead, the dragon had killed her, um, providing the proof of the signet ring. Uh, she does um, say she needs to present that to the king to figure out um, what the reward will be. Um, and that conversation will um, take place tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then definitely, I would I would be uh, interested in making sure Ellie gets to keep the dragon horn and put yep. it up behind the bar, so that we have our own little piece of lore in the dragon history. For sure, for sure, and that will happen. She uh, talks about actually having a placard made to hang it up, and that this the bar will eventually be decorated with the trophies of the adventurers that serve both the Belching Dragon and Acquisitions Incorporated as the legend of the Belching Dragon grows. Nice job, guys. <laughs> that, felt, that felt good. We traded a bead of force for a... Um, a dragon's horn. For a bag of holding. Oh, a bag of holding, yeah. A bag of holding <laughs> and 25,000 <000 laughs> copper? Oh, man. Imagine that party trick when we decide to cash that in. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, this morning for joining us. Uh, we are Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host in DFJC. This is one Ryan Snooker Kuka, one Jeff Jan Williams. Uh, you can find us on, what is it, bit.ly our slash our fun Discord. However, that works. I think yeah. it's, it's on our it's on our credit screen that I'll throw up along with all our Twitter accounts. Um, if you do want to support us, we do have a Patreon. Um, that information is all on the Discord. Um, or listen to one of our other shows where Tom is doing this closing, and he's got all the information. So uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, another adventure with Snooker and Jan, and we should. I think we're all here next weekend. I think so. Tom will be back. We'll all be back. We'll get on with the Rhyme of the Frostmaid and see where that is heading. So for that one, Ryan and Jeff, I have been your host and DMJC. We will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Yes. Stick around and vote for titles. Yes, yes, absolutely. Vote for show titles. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Haha. Woo! Better at this than we are. I had to pee. <laughs> what was that? Scoot Jack just put uh, put the link or put the uh, the web address. Scoot and Jack helping us out. Hell yeah! <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Scoot and Jack. I I am uh, new to the stream game. This is my show. second time actually hosting all of this and doing the game and everything. And I will eventually get all the bits and bobs uh, together for doing this. I I know now I need next time I need music, and I need all the outro information. So, um, and I need to figure out how to pull up chat for uh, interactions and entering show titles and whatnot. So. 
Um, but right now, let, let us let us do some show title voting. Um, oh nope, I don't want that one. That's not what I want. I want um, Showbot. Tom M Norm TV for title voting. Oh wow, we got all kinds of stuff in here today. I will read all these out starting from the top to the bottom. Definitely a smoker. Three Stooges. A wise guy, eh? Which witch is that? Blaze it up. She's not a witch. She's a princess. <laughs> Bottle caps and pogs. Skeleton busters. Uh, goat. You button hooked me. Hashtag bone explosion. It's a drive. Uh, way back. And gone. Uh, crate idea? <laughs> Hamster ball down the stairs. And Pokeball Princess are the titles. Uh, go ahead and uh, everyone issue a vote. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I honestly... Mm, man. Um, oh, man. Oh, I, I, I suppose I gotta wait. I'm the tiebreaker yeah. vote this time, huh? Yeah, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, bones. Now. Hashtag bone explosion was the title of the previous episode. Was it? I think there's two extra excla- <laughs> two extra exclamation points. Bone if bone explosion the return. Uh, I think it was just called bone explosion. It had the it had the hashtag. Oh, did it? And, and an exclamation. Yeah. Oh, that's just um. It didn't have as many exclamation points. Um, <laughs> Bone explosion and put like 15 exclamation points behind it. Man, I do kind of like the. I do, I mean, since Tom's not here, I think I'm going to vote to uh, not make it a tie because uh, Pokeball Princess. Who? What did it do? I don't know. It's shaking the whole screen when I try to vote for one. I don't know if I voted for... Well, apparently you voted Hamster Ball down the stairs, maybe? Or Pokeball. It's got princess. two of them. With... I think I voted for both of them. I don't know. Or it's not letting me vote one of the two. Or it's... Well, I think you voted for something. So you either voted for one or both of those. Anyone else got a vote out there sure. in... I'll vote. in chat land? Um... Chris, did you vote for anything? I voted for Pokeball Princess. It's weird because when I hilarious. when I tap on it, it just it seems there. Hamster it seems ball. to just shake. It's like going away and coming back. Like it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I. I'm voting. For, I would like to vote for Pokeball Princess. Also, I was like, I'm looking at the two that have votes right now: are Hamster Ball down the stairs and Pokeball Princess. And I, I was going with Pokeball Princess. So I, I think that yeah. is the winner, Pokeball Princess. Um, hey, Scootin' Jack! Yeah, for your participation. Like honestly, and it was the other one I was looking at was which which is that? And <laughs> like, so <laughs> Scootin' Jack's come through with all the titles this this week. Uh, definitely a fun show that was a, uh, a fun adventure I had gotten that idea a long long time ago like five years ago I had heard an idea of that being turned on its ear that the 
princess actually captured the dragon <laughs> and that's and but everyone thought the dragon captured the princess I'm like ah, i want to tell that story i want to do something like that um so that's what this was all based on and then just set up a, a five room dungeon structure around it and awesome and it yeah we're, it worked out as a fun yeah, that was... as a one shot yeah well i was it looking was, at uh, it, it I, looked, I looked at the clock at about 9 30 and i'm like ooh, they're still they gotta go upstairs um, they can still interact with the dragon downstairs. I had no idea the upstairs battle would go the way it did. Like, no, I was fully expecting you guys to kill her and free the dragon and have to bring back proof that she was dead. <laughs> well, my character was going to knock her out, so that was the intent. Ah. I think the best case scenario was what happened. Get her trapped, and she realizes she's trapped, and we have to negotiate. So. And yeah. the fun best thing is... Scenario. The fun thing we have now is the the um what did we call her? The Castle Witch Delilah. Castle Witch Delilah. Castle Witch Delilah. Is sounds like the uh, a a great name for an adventure down the line somewhere. <laughs> I mean from uh obviously if she was a princess she can't be too far off the rails yet. So depending on how uh, how this goes for her, I mean, it might just be she just wanted some time on her own. Or it could be that she becomes completely obsessed with uh, being queen of everything. and Ends those, up being you know, the witch that haunts the Neverwinter Woods. <laughs> yeah. And Snooker and Jan will be the ones that are like, oh man, we could have we headed this off at the pass. But, uh, yeah. How, how did you guys feel about Owl Bear Rodeo? Slick, huh? Oh, yeah, very cool. It's very it's excellent in its simplicity. Yes, and that's what I love about it. I'm like, this is what I want. And there's actually in the upper right, I mean, you can get more, use more features in it. There's a dice tray. Um, up by where it says the party, there is a little window thing. It says show dice tray. And if you click on that, it opens up a dice tray and gives you dice. So we could actually roll on there if we wanted to, but I I prefer to use the D and D Beyond because all that stuff works within the yeah. um, thing pretty well. And I don't know what the situation would be for seeing the dice um, I don't on the stream. I, just, I don't uh, think it I just shows. rolled. I just rolled one. I don't know if you guys saw anything. No, no, because I think it's actually okay. pulling on. Because I have I'm logged in here twice. I'm bad guy. And DMJC and DMJC is the URL that uh, OBS is reading. So, okay. That, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's handy. Like I think this would have been a great um, early on tool for some of our home home game stuff to just have something that everyone could see. Yeah. Um, obviously, using D and D Beyond and uh, having used Fantasy Grounds, there's so much more power there. But it's also you know for something like this where you're trying to stream just a map this is um this is it's super simple and i mean very low uh tech requirements yeah which is good for me if anybody knows me and i i'm like looking at it and i'm going this is simplicity this allows me to draw this allows me to erase and it gives me tokens and that's what i needed i didn't need anything and the fact that i could end up labeling like the four skeletons was icing on the cake i'm like oh this is brilliant i don't have to Mm -hmm. remember this i i can put a on it and correlate it to the DD beyond skeleton a perfect Mm -hmm. it is it is everything i wanted in an online tool 
without being more than I wanted in an online tool. Uh, so yeah, we will. I have a feeling we will definitely be using this going forward. I like it. Does it allow you to um uh to pull in a backup? Like if you can um, pull in the I can actually uh, like something from the the rhyme of the ice maiden. I just don't as know. A background. I don't know if it does uh, if I can upload images to it, but it has the all the base um, style. Okay. As I'm kind of cycling through them, I don't know if you're looking at it. There's no. a bunch of base style uh, grids and it, like woods and water and stone and so it it has everything that I really like need it to be without it being. Mm -hmm. I prefer to draw stuff because sometimes the, the maps that yeah. I, I like drawing out maps, I'll leave stuff out of them and rely more on describing yeah. what what you're seeing and stuff instead of uh, very specific interactions stuff. Like I will get the big things mm -hmm. like crates, the bed, the desk. Uh, but if there are any books yeah. on the desk or if the bed's unmade or made, eh, it's irrelevant. I mean, that gives you guys yeah, the I freedom was... to say, hey, is the bed unmade? Yes, okay, then I grab the quilt off it or the sheet off of it, and I want to try and wrap it around. It allows me to make that have for, that flexibility. Uh, for a fraction of a second there, I'm like, oh, the princess is sleeping in the bed and requires a kiss to wake her up. And it's like, well, you got Snooker, uh, which would be interesting, and then you got Jan, which would be also very <laughs> interesting for uh, how do you wake the princess, but... Oh, um, shit. That was not the case. That saved our yeah. map when I switched the... Oh. That gives me ideas. I wonder, I'm, I got to experiment with this more. This thing may even be cooler than I thought it was. <laughs> I could have well, done a second map. I got to back out. All right. I got to ice my junk. So thanks a lot. Have a great day. <laughs> yep. Go Brewers. And uh, if I don't talk to you, when do the Packers play? Uh, next weekend, not today, but next weekend. I think weekend. Sunday night. A Sunday game. I think Sunday it's a Sunday night. night game. All right, so we'll have a chance to say go back gold. Hell's yeah! Right. Ha have yourself a uh, good rest of your weekend. Get your rocks on the rocks, and we'll talk to you next time. Y'all too. All right. All right. I'm gonna See you, shut us and, off uh, here.